Who's ready for the word this morning? You would open up your Bible with me to Luke chapter 18. I'm so thankful for your uh, generosity and your giving. Um, we've, uh, whenever you give, it really helps us to go beyond these walls. And um, last week, uh, Pastor Tim Hall was here. How many of you enjoyed his ministry last week, Pastor Tim? And um, he was here last week, and we, we were uh, talking with him after service. And it usually cost him about $30,000 to do a crusade overseas where hundreds of thousands of people will come and find the Lord. And because of your generosity, we were able to sow $1,000 into his next crusade. Amen. So you are part of that, part of what God is doing overseas. Part of your giving uh, has gone to help fund that mission. And also, these last few weeks, we've been able to sponsor a family. that We're going to send the entire family to a, uh, they have a a special needs camp, uh, their special needs child, and the whole family. We're sending, uh, we're sending them to camp this summer. Amen. So your generosity has helped us reach beyond these walls and it's helped us reach people you know, that uh, the, we may never ever meet, uh, but your giving is helping us reach beyond these walls and do so much more for the kingdom of God. And that's reason to celebrate. Amen? Amen and amen. If you would open your word with me this morning to Luke chapter 18. And um, I know if you, have, uh, if you are alive today, I know that you have... Uh, seen the news and you've seen everything that's going on with sickness and viruses and those things. And we were watching a little documentary the other day uh, about it. And it, it reminded us just how little this world is as we watched, uh, as we watching this diagram come across the seas and everything and how everything started. It reminded us just how little the world is and how much we are all the same uh, we, we're all alike in so many ways, although we may look different and live in different cultures. We have so many similarities. And, um, and in that, I, um, the, the world has been kind of gripped by fear, I do believe. And our Bible tells us that fear is not from the Lord. Amen. That it's not from the Lord, but the Lord did give, give us some common sense. So um, I'm so, the, uh, a good thing that's come out of this virus, I'm glad that America is taking baths again and that we're washing hands again. He'll work it out for our good somehow. So I'm thankful for that. And and if you have those symptoms uh, as your pastor, uh, I give you permission to stay at your house. Okay. Uh, We have live, uh, we have our podcast are usually up by Monday uh, afternoon. So uh, don't feel, don't, we're no no one's going to beat you over the head for staying at the house if you feel like you have those symptoms. Okay. So I just, I just, I just wanted to share that with you. And uh, God didn't give us fear, but he did give us common sense, okay? So uh, let's just be vigilant with that and let's be praying. I know we have so many people uh, in our church that work uh, in the hospitals and in medical fields. You're in the forefront of that and schools and all of those things. So let's just be holding each other up in prayer and uh, let's, uh, let's, let's be vigilant, but let's not be fearful, okay? Because God, God's given us a strength to, uh, to get through this thing. So we will stand and be victorious, amen? Luke chapter 18. This morning I'm speaking about sitting in the dark. And in uh, verse 35 it reads, Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. 
and hearing, someone say hearing this morning, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, for your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all of the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Let us pray this morning. Lord, I thank you for your goodness that is following us. God, I thank you for your grace and for your mercy today. Lord, I pray that right now, Lord, we just pause everything that's going on around us and inside of us. Lord, and I just pray, God, that right now that our, our hearts would be in tune with you, our souls would be in tune with you, our minds and our ears would be open to you, God. And I pray that as this word comes forth today, I pray that it bears much fruit. I pray that it takes root in someone's heart, in someone's life today. Lord, and I pray, Lord, Lord, that by the end of this service, if there is anyone who needs you as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray they find you today, God. I pray that they seek you today. I thank you for all that you're going to do today and all that you have done. Lord, for it's all for your glory today. Everything that we're doing, we're, we're, we're giving all, you all the glory, God. And uh, for you have given us the strength to do these things for your glory. And I give you all honor and praise. And everyone said amen this morning morning. Amen. We're talking about blind Bartimaeus this morning. You may have heard of this gentleman in the scripture. And it's important to know that faith will disrupt your life. Faith will disrupt your life. Whenever God has given you a command or you feel that you're supposed to step out into something new, that's faith. And so many times God will push us in places of faith because faith really will, uh, really will disrupt our lives. Uh, you can't preach faith until you've had to use faith. Amen. I tell a lot of people that I really, I don't know if I really knew what faith was until I started planning a church. And when I planted a church, I realized just what faith was, having nothing and watching God turning it into something. Faith, it will disrupt your life. And you can't really even talk about faith that you've never had to use and expect to bless other people's life. Faith is just one of those things. It's a special gift, but it is a gift that God uses to disrupt our lives. When we talk about disruptions, we often think of something loud happening around us, something chaotic. Uh, a loud noise around us. We often think about maybe being in a movie theater and, the, and someone's phone ringing or someone talking loud. Has everyone, everyone ever been there and you try to cut your eyes at the person or, or they've got their flashlight on, on their phone in the movie. You know you've all been there that you just paid $15 for to watch and it's interrupted. Or we, we, we think about disruptions. Or How many of you have ever been on that 12-hour flight and there's a crying baby on that flight? Come on, anybody ever been there? Who's ever been there and that child was 
your child. Come on, somebody. And you tried everything. You tried candy. You tried chocolate. You tried giving Benadryl, overdosing that baby with something. But the distraction, the disruption, you know you've been there. I'm not calling defects. I know who you are. But you know all these things. And it, you tried it, but it was a disruption to that flight. And something, something becomes a disruption when it messes with your routine. Something becomes a, uh, a distraction, a disruption when it messes up the normal in our lives. But it's important to note that it can be good to have disruptions uh, to mess with our normal. Amen? I said it can be good when God sends disruptions to mess up our normal. Amen? Because there are some things uh, that we just become creatures of habit with. We, uh, we, 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 we'll drive the same way to the office every day. Some of you like to sit in the same seat at church every week. Some of you like to go to the same restaurant. When you go to the same restaurant, you like, to, you like, you like that burrito or you like that Number five, you know what you like. We just become creatures of routine. But sometimes God will do things in our life to disrupt the normal. He will disrupt the normal. This, this place was dark and quiet this morning before any of you ever stepped in here. But when the first person walked in here, the first thing they did was they turned the light on and they began to turn screens and, and sound on and all these things. But as soon as they flipped the lights, which is the first thing that they did, the light forced the darkness to leave the room. And now we are in light. Darkness is disrupted by light. Amen. Darkness had to leave this room room because of the light and light could actually occur in this place today because there was power in this room and when there is power in the room disruptions will occur amen that's why in the in the rooms of your life in uh in, in circles of your life in the rooms of your life that is why it is so important that you need to have people in those rooms of your life with some power amen if you hang around people that have no power you need to get somebody with some power in your life. Amen. You need people in your room that have faith. You need people in your room that not only believe in you, but believe in the power of God. Amen. You need people in the rooms of your life that know that greater is he that is within you than he that is within this world. You need people in the rooms of your life. They ain't afraid of no ghosts because they're full of the Holy Ghost. You need people in your room that have in the rooms of your life that are full of power. Amen. You can't have power until you've been through some faith disruptions. And light will disrupt darkness and faith will disrupt lives often. Have you ever been in a dead sleep and someone comes in and turns on the light? It disrupts you. Or have you ever been in a dark room for a long period of time and all of a sudden your eyes become adjusted to the dark? You start seeing things that you couldn't see when the lights uh, were immediately turned off. But now that you have been in that place, your body and your eyes become accustomed to that. See, you've got to understand this happens when, uh, when you sit in something long enough, you get used to it. When you sit in something long enough, you will get used to it. When you sit in seasons of life long enough, you will get used to them. There are too many people that have gotten used to the dark. There are too many Christians that have gotten used to the dark. Amen. And this brings us to our text today where this blind man sat by the roadside begging. A blind man sitting by the roadside and he was begging. Spiritually speaking, 
The blind man has a lot of similarities to people that we encounter each and every day. Why? Because this blind man, Bartimaeus, he had created a system around his season. Hmm. He was probably at the same spot every day. He probably had a friend or a cousin that brought him to this place every day. He had created a system around his dysfunction. He had created a system to where his limitations limited him to depending on the cup in his hand. His beggar's cup where he was begging for alms. His system led him to depending on society. He built a system around his dysfunction where he's begging for coins because as we look at this through spiritual lens he was begging for the change of people he was just begging for some quarters he was begging uh, he was just begging for any change he 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 had created a system around his dysfunction so many people create systems around their dysfunction amen where your family is broken and then you just create a system because it's it's normal now or or, or your job is chaotic so you just create a system around it and before you know it your mind says this is normal or you get to a you 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 create a system around your uh, prayerless life and you just say, oh, I'm busy. And you create systems around your dysfunction. And here, this is what this man had done. He creates so many systems and now he's out here begging for change. Because as we look at this through spiritual lens, sometimes begging for change is a lot easier than change itself. Right. Hmm. How many times have we begged God for change? And then God puts the change in front of us, but we will not step into it because we will not release something, the very thing that we've been praying for. How many times has God brought us into new seasons, but we can't really dwell in it. We really can't grasp the fullness of it because it's change. So many times it's a lot easier begging for change than it is the change itself. And all of this leads to Bartimaeus becoming used to the system of being in the dark. He had sat in the dark all of his life. He had created systems of darkness. Being limited can become normal. Amen. Some people just get used to it. Being angry can become normal. Can somebody say amen? You know somebody, it's just like they live in anger. Being bitter can become normal. Anxiety can become normal in your life. Being jealous can become normal in people's life because you often become what you allow yourself to sit in. He had sat in darkness and now he was accustomed to this season. He had such low expectations. It's dangerous to have low expectations. Low expectations will get you into trouble. Those of you that are single, don't have low expectations. You may just be dying for a man, but your low expectations will get you the wrong person. Can somebody say amen? Low expectations. Do you know how many people, Christians in the world today, uh, speaking of low expectations, they will walk into a church and they will have no expectation of God for that day. 
it is so dangerous. They will walk in and have no expectations because, because your low expectations will continue to get lower and lower as you just sit. And the next thing that you know, you will not be expecting anything. And often it is those that come expectant. Those are the ones that receive. Do you want to know what happened last week? Yes, there was a man with a ministry, but you could walk into this place in five seconds and you could feel the expectancy because people were gathered in faith. People had gathered in prayer. People were expecting. Guess what? Miracles happen when people get together with faith and expectancy. If you want to see things happen in your life, get around people with some power, get around people with some faith, and get around people with some expectancy. If you want to see those things, that is what happened last week. Yes, he had a gift, but guess what? If he came in here with the gift and nobody had the faith and nobody had the expectancy, we wouldn't have all these testimonies that we've been hearing about. But there was something that happened with expectancy. And that's why, that's why when you are in a dark season, you must fight to keep your expectations because there's no reason to settle for less whenever you have been made for more. It is dangerous when we get to this point where surviving is good enough. It is so dangerous Scripture tells us about it. Getting to a season where just surviving is good enough. Now let's admit, we've all had those days where we said, if I can just get through today. A lot of you, tomorrow morning, this one hour of sleep is going to catch up with you. And you're going to stumble into your cubicle. And somebody's going to get on your nerve. I said, nerve, because you just got one left. <laughs> and you're going to say, if I can just make it through this day. We've all been there. We've all been in situations just like that. But the devil loves those moments when we start living, if I can just make it. Low expectations. He loves it for us to just say, I just want to survive. I don't want to thrive. I just want to survive. Because if he can get you to start believing that surviving is good enough, that means that you've lost sight of your goals. That means that you've lost some fire in your belly. That means that you've lost some passion. That means that your priorities probably are out of whack. That means that you are somewhere stuck in the middle of failure and success. That mentality of I just want to survive is so deadly because it means that you're really not hot and that you're really not cold, but you're lukewarm. And scripture says that lukewarmness, you know, just surviving, makes God want to spew you out of his mouth. He warns of it. This, 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 this mediocrity, this living, I have no expectations of God. I have become so accustomed to my broken marriage, I'm not even going to pray for it anymore. I've become so accustomed to my children running from the Lord, I'm not even going to have faith anymore. And before we know it, you may conceive, it's, it's, it's like we can find ourselves in this story with blind Bartimaeus. And now we've been going to this same, and now he is so accustomed to it. And he's sitting in the darkness. And if you don't watch out, you're surviving. You're, you, you stuck in the middle will start to deceive you and make you think that your surviving is actually success and that you will never see anything better. 
Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He did not say, I have come so that you could be bored with your relationship with me. He did not say, I have come so that you will have nothing to worship me about. He did not say, I have come and this is just so you can live in your anxiety. No, he said, I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So if he has come for the abundance in your life, I dare you to believe and expect for abundant things. Amen. Do not sit in mediocrity. Do not sit in bad attitudes. Do not sit in your past. Do not sit in darkness. No, but God is calling a church to stand up for what he has created us for. Success. He did not create you to fail. Amen? No, he created you in his image. Why? Because he wanted you to be more than a conqueror. He created you for dominion. He created you for authority. He created you to be seated in heavenly places. Amen? He created you so that you could be blessed in the city so that you could be blessed in the fields. He created you so that you could be blessed when you come and blessed when you go. He created you for so much more. But yet we walk into his presence with no expectation standing in his presence with no expectation is deadly. Jesus comes into this city with his disciples And they were a loud crowd. They were making noise. They were noisy. They were a disruption. The noise interrupted Bartimaeus' system because now he's not the loud one in the streets. He's been begging for money. His voice was the loudest. And now this crew comes in and now they're overriding his system. The word says that he heard the crowds passing by. He could not see the crowd. He heard the crowd. And it interrupted his normal. He, he asked, what's all of this noise about? See, he heard something. He heard something. He could not see it. He just heard it. That's faith. Faith is when you can't see it, but faith is comes through the hearing of God's word. Amen. He could not see it, but his faith was activated when he heard something. See, the church can learn from this because there must be people in the church that can depict a shift in sounds. Amen. They are not worried about what they are seeing, but they can hear things happening in the spirit because he could hear the shift long before he could ever see it. Amen. How many of you have ever heard God speak to you? And you didn't see it, but you just heard it. And then down the road, you were able to see it coming to fruition. Amen. Someone, the church needs people that can hear the shift of just clapping hands during worship. And all of a sudden, somebody hears, no, no, there's something more. The Holy Spirit is entering the room. Somebody, the church needs people that can hear the sounds of mighty rushing wind coming into the room. Amen. Uh, he said, what am I hearing? What is the commotion? See, he was blessed blind, but he could hear. He was blind, but he still had a gift of hearing. How many times have we been crying over what we lost and forget to use what we have left? How many times have we cried over what we have lost and forget 
to celebrate what we have left. How many times have we, have we, have we cried over, over, the, over the relationships that maybe they ended, but God was really taking them away from us, amen? How many times have we cried over a job, but really God was just working something better out for us? How many times have we cried over something, but, but forgot to praise him for the things that he has done? Because sometimes God will create noises in your life just so he can disrupt your normal and you're busy over here and all of a sudden all of a sudden noises in your life noises of chaos noises of shifting noises of relationships noises of children and all of a sudden guess what we do we start we start binding it we just oh devil that's the devil oh god no no let's get me a let's let's get me some oil that's the devil right there i'm not having it up in here but you've got to understand sometimes god brings the noises in your life to wreck your life and the very thing that you've been binding is the thing that god is sending in your way to interrupt your normal what a perspective to look at these things. He will come in and he will mess up your routine. God will send a noise that will jack up your plans. God will send noises. He will bring noise just so you stop sitting in the dark and get it in the light. God will send noises to churches just to interrupt their normal. And you thought all of that noise in that church was demonic and chaos and all those things. No, no, no. You don't understand. That was just God bringing a new normal. And sometimes when there's shifts in a church, we think that couldn't have been the Lord. But you don't know why sounds have been heard by leaders. And then God is going to turn around and do something even greater through them. He will break up things to make new normal. God will shift things to make new normal. And he could not see it, but he could hear it. He would still be sitting there if he had not heard the noise and asked, what is going on? If there's stuff happening in your life, if there's sounds in your ears this morning, sometimes you just need to stop and say, God, what is going on? You need to realize that there's something going on. You just need to ask, what's going on? If there are noises in your life, you need to use the gifts that God has given you and just stop and say, what's going on? Because so many times we get scared and nervous and fearful whenever we hear sounds going on around us in our life. But, but no, this is, this is the opposite. Because when there's silence in your life, that's when you need to start getting nervous. See, but if there's noises in your life, that's when you know God is up in your business. Whenever there's noises in your life. See, Jesus never stepped into a place and it was silent. Every time he stepped into a city, there was a ruckus. When the Holy Spirit came into the upper room that day, guess what? It came with the sound. It was a new sound. It was a chaotic sound. People didn't know, but thank God there was somebody there praying and heard a sound and said, I know that sound. It's the sound of heaven. You see, so many times when God comes into situations, he brings sounds. He brings sounds with us. And whenever he hears the sounds of brokenhearted, he's right there in your business because the word says that he's near to the brokenhearted. When he hears, when he hears relationships breaking, he, hears, he is near in that moment. Noises just mean God is near you. Noises just mean that God is working up in your business. Do not fear when chaos is going on around you. Because when chaos is going on around you, that's when our God is the most near to you. 
Amen? When you got mess going on around you, God is the most near. Why? Because he's working all things for your good. And Bartimaeus, I love it. He didn't even ask for permission to call on Jesus. No. He didn't say, hey, can I take a praise break? Hey, you care if I... You care if I call on Jesus? No, no, he didn't ask anyone around him. Everyone was quieting him down. No, 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 no you, 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 you're blind, you're disabled. Nobody wants you, that's Jesus. You, you, you don't have a robe like his. Your sandals ain't like his. Come on now, you, you, you just need to stop. You, no, 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 that's not happening. No, you, you just need to stop. No, 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 we, we, we can't listen. And he just kept on screaming. He kept hollering, we'd call it. Anybody know what a holler is? He was just hollering for Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He just kept on screaming. Listen, you do not need permission to call on Jesus. And you never let anyone hush up your voice. If you've got people in your room that make you ask them if you can call on Jesus, guess what? You need to get them out of your room. If you've got people hushing up your voice when you're calling on Jesus, you need to dismiss them from your room. Amen? Never ask for permission because that noise you hear, it may just be Jesus of Nazareth passing by. It may just be Jesus rearranging things in your life. It may just be Jesus removing people from your life. It's Jesus of Nazareth and he's getting you out of your normal. Somebody sometimes has just got to holler. There's always got to be somebody that's making some noise. I don't need your permission to holler. Amen. I'm going to holler till every soul is saved. I'm going to holler until every family is restored. I'm going to holler until every lame body is healed. I'm going to keep hollering Jesus until every cancer cell dissipates. You just got to keep hollering because if you holler, the word says he will hasten to you. He will hasten to you the word hasten means cause something to happen sooner than it would otherwise wow he says when you call I will hasten to you and that means I will come near you quickly and I can make something happen sooner than it would otherwise wow Hasten. Your holler has the ability to speed up the process. Your holler, not, not the things that you're looking at, but your voice, your holler has the ability to cause Jesus to stop in the middle of his tracks. And somebody, sometimes you've just got to holler, God, I need a miracle. God, I need it now. Hasten, Lord. I'm tired of the darkness. I'm tired of the dysfunction that I've built a system around. I'm tired of this normal thing that I have declared is normal. I'm just tired of, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. He was holding the beggar's cup. Just wanted just enough for a piece of bread. Low expectations. And the cup he had started to define him. He was a beggar. He kept holding on to the cup. And guess what? The cup, it really wasn't a bad thing. 
it was working for him. It was getting, it was getting what he needed just for a little food on the table. He built a system around that cup. It was working for him. The cup was good for a season. It was good. It was working. But what is something that you keep holding on to that is, well, it's good, but maybe keeping you from something great? What is your cup? It's good, but it's keeping you from releasing and grabbing hold of something great. What are some things that you've worked for in the past that have worked for you in the past, but God is saying that's not gonna work for you in this next level. It's good and all. You were praying once a week and that was good for you. But God has said, no, 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 no. I need to, I need to disrupt this. I need to, I need to interrupt it because, because, because that, that normal that you have, it's, it's, it's not great. It's not going to work for you where, where, where I'm shifting you. How many God opportunities have we missed while just holding on to the good opportunities? How many jobs have you missed? Because you because it was good. It was comfortable. It required nothing new. It required nothing faith. It was good. But God set it out there in front of you and you just would not let that thing go. How many shifts in your life that could totally revolutionize your life? Your life was good, but it could be so much greater. What good opportunities have we been holding on to and missing God opportunities? Ask yourself that question. Jesus stopped at his cries. And Jesus said, come on, bring him to me. I've never thought this about Jesus, but I was reading it. And Jesus says, bring him to me. I thought, well, that doesn't sound like a Southern gentleman. He's blind, Jesus. You could have gone to him. What lack of manners. He must have been from North Jerusalem. What's going on? Sorry, you Northerners. I'm not, I'm not making fun of you. Something like... Jesus, he's blind. Go to him, you know. But Jesus, being Jesus, was building a plan around it. He was making the, the great finale. But Jesus commanded those around him to bring him to him. Jesus commanded those around him you know, those people that were telling him, shut your mouth. Hmm. Jesus was commanding those around him. Those that says, you do, no, no, there's no miracle for you today. He was commanding those that were 
crushing his dreams. He was commanding those that was crushing his vision. He was commanding those who said, no, 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 shut your mouth. Stop crying out to the Lord. He, Jesus was commanding those people to bring Bartimaeus to him. You gotta understand this, and this is so good this morning, because sometimes the Lord will let you endure some things just so you can see your enemies become your footstool. And now, the ones that had tried to shut him up are now the ones that had to pick him up and take him to his miracle. God can cause, your faithfulness can cause enemies to open up doors for you. Your faithfulness, your willingness to say, I am tired of sitting in this broken system will allow things that told you that miracle will never happen. Will allow people that wanted to crush your dreams and your vision. Though God will use those people to open up the next door for you. Isn't that great? How many of you have an enemy that you would love to see open the door for you? You're lying. The greatest stake is the stake that your enemy serves to you. It's good. It's not boastful. But you look at it and say, it was the Lord. It was expectation that got me here. And all of a sudden, Jesus looks at him and says, what can I do for you? Huh. See, this is why you need to know the power that God has. This is why we need to be praying very specific prayers. Because how many times has God said to you, what can I do for you? And you're just like, I don't know, what, what can you do? many times have we walked into the sanctuary of God and God is here to meet us and he's saying what can I do for you today what can I do for you today what can I do for you today and we will not even raise up our hands in worship to the one who can make it happen for us no expectation how many times have we walked into this place and the Spirit is moving in and the Holy Spirit is like, how can I empower you today? How can I empower you today? How can I empower you today? And we just sit here numb and void because we built a system around us. I'm not going to worship. I'm in fear. I got something going on next week. I can't do it. And before we know it, we have no expectations of what God can do and what God wants to do. And we are sitting here in a place where God is saying, what can can I do for you? And we have no answer. Whew. How many times have we got into that place? How many times have we got into that place where all of a sudden God is in our presence and He is saying, what can I do for you? And here we are. We don't even have an answer. No expectations. It is dangerous to walk into this church with no expectations. I'm telling you. It is so dangerous because your expectation may just be the door for your miracle. Hmm. And all of a sudden, people have lost their expectations of God. Churches all across this nation this morning are filled with people who are not worshiping. 
pastors who will not even raise up their hands in worship. And all of a sudden, the devil is just rocking the church to sleep in their situation. And all of a sudden, churches become sleepy and churches start building a system around dead services around dead around dead Sunday mornings around dead altars pastors start building uh, systems around dead messages and all of a sudden it's just normal it's just it's just who we are let me tell you something though no, God has created you for more than that and your expectation and your faith has so much power get upon your feet with me this morning expectations sounds God has done so many things and last week we had so many testimonies about what God had done for people in this room and if God did something for you last week I want to hear about it I want you to email your testimony your story to us at info at legacychurchrome.org we had people that were healed we had people standing in the balcony who were never touched. He just says, raise up your hands. And they were, del- they were delivered from sickness. Proof of it. People healed. And here we are. We were there last week. And there was a lady that was sitting in the back. She had built a system around her sickness. And said, God, uh, it's, 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 just, it's just who I am. It's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's just what I'm doing. I'm, uh, you know, it's my age. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to get over this. She had built a system around the dysfunction in her life. God told her to come forward last week. And she was sending me her story. And she said, as, as, as we begin to pray for her, she said, I heard the sound of a pop. She said, the pop cracked in my back it just popped in my back she said and as soon as I heard the pop as soon as I heard the crack she said I felt my I felt my back literally uh, coming into alignment I felt it she had been this way for years she said and, and she said she said you don't understand who I am she said this is not like me she and then she even added to the end of it I'm actually a Baptist Do you understand? That sound shifted her life. She heard that sound and it shifted her life. And she's been coming to this church for months and she's been sitting back there in, 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 in a system that she has built around herself. She might be a little timid to raise her hands. She thought I was crazy, but last week she thought that guy was really crazy. I'm definitely not coming up there. But something, something her faith rose up in her and she stepped out of where she had been sitting for years and that sound broke a stereotype off of her. She said, I never felt this before. And I'm Baptist. She's like, in that one moment, changed the way she has observed everything that has happened in this building since she got here. She thought I was a little crazy. I do too much. I dance too much. Her pastor don't do that. They don't sing like these people do how many of you know 
really nobody in town sings like these people do. Here she was. She said, but when that, when that happened to me, something broke in her life. And now she is at a place where she would have never been if she did not come and step out of that comfort zone, step out of her system, and just begin to cry, Jesus. Can you just close your eyes with me this morning and just bow your head? For We're going to sing this song out. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Ooh. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. Jesus, 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 Jesus Son of David, how you You make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us today. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, 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 you silence fear. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. Have mercy on me, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. As your eyes are closed and your head is bowed this morning, I just want to give you an opportunity to respond to this word today. If you were in this place today, you say, you know what? I've been in a season where I've not even had Jesus in this season. I just need Jesus into my life as my Savior. If you're in this place and you need Jesus as your personal Savior, you may have found him 10 years ago, but you've been in a season where he's not been that for you, or you may have never found him at all, but you want to know him today. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand in this place today? I need Jesus, Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy, have mercy. Anybody need Jesus today? Amen. I'm just going to ask you to not sit in your situation, but step outside of your situation today. If you raised your hand, I just want to pray with you right here. Would you, just, would you just take a step of faith today? Take a step forward. Come on, step on out today. Come on, put your hands together for people as, as they move today. Come on, put your hands together. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. You silence me. Jesus, Jesus. darkness tremble Jesus 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 you made the darkness tremble Jesus Jesus you 
silence fear Jesus, Jesus You make the darkness tremble Jesus, Jesus Oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus You make the darkness tremble Jesus, Jesus You silence fear Jesus, Jesus You make the darkness tremble Jesus, Jesus Jesus, Jesus You make the darkness tremble Jesus, Jesus You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. just found Jesus this morning. Come on, celebrate this morning. pray for people this morning you say you know what I've created a system around my dysfunction it may be a relationship it may be it may be your mind it may be anxiety you've created this system and you think I can never break it I can never let go of the cup because in this thing has started to define you I've just been in a season of darkness. I've just been in this season and it's, and I'm ready for God to break. I'm, I'm tired of this dysfunction being my normal. If that's you, they're just gonna sing Jesus again. I just want you to start coming. We're just gonna pray for you. Come on, take that step of faith today. Come on, take that step of faith today. We're gonna pray for you today. Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, come on, we're gonna pray you for you. Silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble.